Okay, welcome to the POF episode two. And this week we have a guest who will be a um, regular on the show, and that would be um, Mr. Abe. How are we doing, Abe? I'm not too bad, thank you. Not too bad at all. I, so, uh, uh, yes? I was just going to say, uh, just to, to kick it off, it's funny how uh, um, Glenn was talking about buying a new secondhand laptop, uh, wherever it was, a Mac. I got a new secondhand car today. And if you want a piss-off factor, tried buying a, a car out of a newspaper. It's, it was hell. But it's done now, so it's all good. How, how long was the transaction? How long did it take? Well, finding the car was incredibly long. Once we actually found it, I made sure it went all up from test drive to purchase. So, But, uh, yeah, it's, that's a piss-off factor. I, I don't wish on anybody. Uh, I just wish I was a lot richer and had more choice. So. Fair so enough. can you everyone give me money? Deal? Give me money. Give me money. Well, let's see how the show progresses. Yes. Right, well, as we saw with last week's episode, it was only um, half an hour. We'll try and do the half an hour this week, but you never know. It might go a little bit longer. Um, this week, the week that was, is the very first subject that we discuss, and that is kind of like a news segment. And the week that was is actually two weeks old, only because last week we weren't able to get on the show due to technical difficulties, only because Glenn was running our PC. Now he's running on the Mac, so there shouldn't be any problems. But uh, one of the things that jumped out at me from the newspaper two weeks ago was a story about a guy in New Zealand who got 10 months in prison for throwing a one-year-old baby girl onto the street then he attacked the person trying to help the baby girl with a machete. So he got 10 months prison for that. Now, another guy in the same newspaper was sentenced to 13 years in prison for holding drugs in his TV. Now, the poff in this is, where is justice? You know, and Abe, I think, what was your point? Uh, well, justice is for the rich, but also... I didn't have a point on justice. Justice doesn't exist. With regards exist. to the TV. With regards to the TV. Oh, well, obviously, if he had had just like a really nice, say, uh, Grundig flat screen that he's like broken and open and jammed a bunch of coke in, then yeah, that would be bad. But if it was just an old, say, CRT he found on the street, he probably didn't deserve 13. No, no. It's just, it's just one of those things where you kind of think to yourself, what's more important, drugs in a television or a one-year-old baby girl? The quantity of the drugs. Well, I'm assuming if it was a large TV, there was probably a lot of drugs. But the point of the matter is, is that you know people might turn around and say, oh, well, you know, the drugs could have been used and people could have overdosed and whatever it is. But I still think 10 months for you know threatening the life of a one-year-old baby girl is worth more than 10 months in prison. You know what I mean? It just seems to me like you know at, at any point the baby could have died if they landed on its head on a street. You know, and let's face it, streets aren't made of silly posturepedic mattresses. They're made out but of... But they, they should be. Well, well, there we go. That's the thing. For the council in uh, New Zealand, if you could line your gutters with silly posturepedic mattresses, that would actually help the problem. <clears throat> Secondly, um, I don't know whether anyone's recently gone out and bought a box set of a DVD movie collection like The Godfather, or in my case, it was The Matrix. Um, I you, they saw you coming, mate. Jesus, the Matrix. <laughs> well, I got, I got the Matrix box set a while back, and I decided, what the hell, I'll watch it on my 12-inch laptop because, let's face it, audio is better than visual. And um, the thing that really pissed me off 
was the fact that I spent, you know, whatever money it was on a, you know, on my own box set. You know, it wasn't something I rented. It was actually a purchase of my own. And what do I get straight off the bat? An ad for Movie World. Really? Now, I look at it this way. If the studios are worried about people pirating movies and distributing them for free, they really need to take a good look at themselves because if they're going to do gratuitous marketing on DVDs that you really pride, even though I can't really say pride myself on The Matrix, but if you were to get like a classic film, like, you know, the, like the, the Godfather series, you don't want some, you know, pathetic ad at the beginning of, you know, your movie viewing pleasure. Um, that really, really annoyed me was the fact that, you know, the companies, and on top of that, you've also got movies, I don't know whether you've actually bought any DVDs recently, but you'll get that anti-piracy <laughs> ad, you know, and you kind of think to yourself, you know, number one is, is that what's the point of putting an anti-piracy ad on a DVD when if it's going to be pirated, if the guys have any brains, they would actually cut that bit out. So, you know, when you buy the pirated version, you don't get that, um, you know, ad. On the, you know the on one where it's like, yes, yes. You wouldn't steal a car. That's the one, that's the one. That is the most annoying ad. You know what that ad does? You know, that's to me? an international ad. You want to go steal a car? Is it seriously? It's, it's an international ad. Yeah, when you, when if you get a, a movie from Germany or anywhere, it, it uh, you get that same ad, but it's all in uh, written in German. If I get uh, downloaded movies from a certain source, who's, who's a good guy, that's gone. It's never there. Yeah, exactly. So, it just it, yeah, it's, it's it's the fitting thing. Apart from the fact that it's the cheesiest ad for anti-piracy I've ever seen in my life. Um, do you notice the guy that steals the bags wearing a suit? You know, he's like, like high, 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 he's a high-flying executive, and in his in his moonlighting hours, he actually steals handbags. Like it just doesn't really, you know, it's it's not one of those things. And then the other thing is, is that they really need to update their ads because the TV they're stealing is a CRT television. Um, and it's and let's face it, let's face it, you wouldn't get ten bucks for it at cash converters. So it's one of those things where they really need to update the advertising for, you know, the piracy of videos. The other thing that was really classic about the ad is the fact that she's downloading a movie and we see it download in like 10 seconds. And you kind of think to yourself, nah, unfortunately, that's like Telstra maybe 15 years from now. But at this point in time, to download a movie is going to take you maybe, you know, the same time it's going to take you to steal a car and a handbag and a television. When you come back to your pad with those three things, you'll actually still be waiting for the movie to download. Well, it, perhaps she was downloading the fourth Matrix movie, uh, which you know, is obviously quite short. Uh, it's basically some end credits. Uh, and well, I actually heard on the grapevine that the fourth Matrix movie is called Speed Racer. <laughs> I've seen the shorts for that, and I wouldn't even... I don't even want to watch a download version of that film. It looks retarded. Awful. I, 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 I almost... Um, I think I stopped the uh, trailer. I was like, absolutely... I, you know, you just kind of like... When you look at I Speed Racer, you Speed Racer? I had a fit. Well, it's not, it's not Willy Wonka's Speed Racer. It's actually Speed Racer from the way we remember it, which was just a normal everyday guy. It wasn't set in the future. Or if it was set in the future, it looked pretty much the same as what we have. Um, that Speed but, Racer uh, yeah. cartoon. The charming part of it was the, the fast talking. Go, Speed, we must go and save the, save the world. Yes, yes. And they've taken that. They didn't even have it in there. Like, that was the best part of it. And they've just totally just destroyed it. Away. Yeah, that's that seems to be Hollywood's trick at the moment. The other thing Thanks, that uh, in the, the Chowski brothers. 
Yeah, the Wachowski brothers, obviously, they made enough money to uh, retire and then they got bored, so they made the Speed Racer film. Um, the other thing that really got me was um, in the week that was, was on iTunes. You know how if you subscribe to iTunes, you get the email sent to you every week with um, the music updates? Like they'll actually say, you know, the new John Mayer album or the new Alicia Keys album, whatever it is. And the one thing that caught my eye was Black Music Week. And I was kind of like, that, a like, bit confused. Music? Well, a bit confused because, like, music? let's face it. Well, that's exactly right. I thought. I thought. Does this mean disturbing music, like black comedy? Um, yes. You know, there's black music. Yeah, exactly. Is it music that kind of makes you think? Aha, that's funny, but it's also dark. Um, I wasn't quite sure, and then it made me think even further. Um, does a black comedy mean a movie with Eddie Murphy in it, or if you look at, say, Doctor Doolittle, could be both. Um, the other thing that really got me was the fact, if you've ever heard the song Gold Digger, have you heard that song by Kanye West? Yes, uh, uh, I don't, I'm not saying you're a gold digger, but I don't see you hanging with some broke, uh, fellows. That's, exactly. Now, I can probably put $100 or maybe even $1,000 down that there was no white writers in that song. Um, if you were to look at the actual credits of the song, if you had like Bob Smith and Kanye West... It probably would have been one of those things where it's like, you know, I, you know, you're a gold digger, uh, Kanye. Can we say, but my bank account's bigger, and Kanye's turned around and said, well, actually, no. What we can do is actually throw in, I'm no broke, n-word. Um, it just, it, it really does kind of, what's the word? It, 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 it it's a pop, but yes. you know, when you hear the word get used, so. Um, What's the word? So well, literally, I, I greet you with, with that in the morning. I say, "What's up, Mark?" My yes, Nigerian. Yes, uh, <laughs> and 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 you think to yourself, you know, like they turn around and they say, "Well, ha ha, we've taken that word and we've made it our own word." But it's you know, if you take the word shit, you can't yes. turn around and suddenly make that word a word that means a positive thing. You know what I mean? Like no, no matter no, what, you know, no, I disagree. Well, okay, fair enough. The English language is a bit spasmodic. But um, it's just one of those things where you start hearing the word, it rhymes with digger, um, and it's being used in songs where, you know, and like, for example, if you had a karaoke night where someone turns around, you know, some white bumpkin redneck turns around and says, well, I want to do gold digger for the night, it's not really going to, you know, advance his CV if he starts singing that song, especially, you know, with a white person singing that song. And yeah. it really does make me think hard as to where it's all going when that word can be used. Um, in fact, I think Oprah um, did a story on it where she actually invited, you know, black rap artists onto the show. And she really ripped into them saying, you know, why are you using this word? And for once out of the entire time that Oprah's been on television, I agreed with her, you know, like I couldn't understand why they would want to even, you know, resurrect that word for any other reason. But, you know, because even when they use it, you still kind of think, well, hang on a second, that's a really negative word. Uh, but it, it, it can be so positive as well, because, you know, there's not much else that rhymes with gold digger for a start. So, well, true, you know, true, without, true. What song would they? But, no, but then again, but then again, you could have said something. Um, what's the, what's the first line? Uh, I'm not I'm saying, not saying you're a gold, gold digger. I'm not but saying you're a gold you. digger, but if you take my credit card, I'll pull the trigger. Yes, yes. You know that could have worked. That's your. 
Do you have a credit you know, card? Well, no. Well, both of them are maxed out, so it really wouldn't make any difference. But the point of the matter is, is that trigger rhymes with digger. You don't have to well, use I'm, that N word. It's a, I'm I'm not saying you're a gold digger, but if you take my credit card, you're going to be embarrassed at the shops when they decline it. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, clearly that doesn't rhyme, but I suppose you know it's 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 accurate. You know, it's the truth, and that's that's the most important part about music. Is that, you know you need to speak. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan would be proud with those lyrics. That's all I can say. Bob Dylan would like those lyrics. The other thing in the week that was ah oh, Lesbos. Have you heard yes, about this? Yes, the island of Lesbos. Oh, now they, I, had want deep, to own the I had a deep, I had a deep puff think about this, and yes. what do you think about? What's your thoughts on the whole thing? Like, well, for well, those of you who don't know, tell them the story. You know the story. Well, I, I, I can fill you in on what I know. If I get it wrong, please step in yeah, and no, tell me I'm wrong. Go crazy! Now, go crazy! What, what have you heard on the great? Basically, line? there's some, um, there's some, there's this island full of lesbians, but some of them are men, <laughs> and what they realised. They're Greek, and that you know, Greek people are quite selfish, and they've decided that they should own the title of lesbian for themselves because they're from island of lesbian, which I think in Greek uh, pronounces as lesbos. So they're they're upset. They're up in arms, or perhaps up in lesbian action. I don't know, but they they weren't happy. Let's let's to say the least. So. Um, is that is that right? I, I know. Yeah, well, I, plans, yeah so. I think I think you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Basically, the story is is that the the population of Lesbos are reclaiming the lesbian name, saying that they own the right to use the lesbian name, and that the um, gay females of the world can't use the word lesbian to describe their um, whatever it is that they use. That's they can't use that handle anymore. They can't say lesbian. I'm a lesbian. <laughs> now, now, now there's, there's two sides. There's two sides to this story. One of my friends turned around and said, "Well, it shouldn't be a problem because you could replace the word lesbian with dyke, because yes. dyke is a word that's been used to describe, you know, the gay female for quite some time." But then would I started thinking have... myself, "What's that? What was that?" Would Holland have a problem with that? Well, that's the other thing, see, then obviously Lesbos would leave them alone and Holland would turn around and say, well, you can't talk to yourself dice because that's what we use to protect ourselves from the water that everyone will be using very shortly. And now, the point of the matter is, is that I, I, it got me thinking. I'm thinking people from Athens, which is another Greek city, yep. called themselves yep. Athenians. They don't call themselves yes. Athenians. They call themselves Athenians. So taking that Greek culture or that Greek-English terminology... Wouldn't it make sense that if you're from Lesbos, you'd be a Lesbosian? You wouldn't be a lesbian, right. you'd be a Lesbosian. So yes. all I'm saying from the POF, the team at the POF, um, the, uh, the locals of the island of Lesbos, call yourselves Lesbosians, because that yes. would really be the true terminology to describe you. Well, what about the island of Shirtlifter? Um, <laughs> uh, are they up in arms uh, with... Maybe I should well, there. Uh, well, the Canary Islands, for example, like I'm sure there's some Canary enthusiasts out there saying, you know, you can't call it the Canary Island, that has to be Yellow Bird Islands. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it just shows you where the world is going with this. So it's, it's getting to the point now where, you know, like... You, let's, sorry, I have to interrupt. Have you just read Moobilicious's post? No, let me have a look. It's, it, it's one of those things where I need to keep an eye on the people listening. And by the way, you can listen to us live. 
um, at the mogulus.com forward slash the secret hub. We have a live stream. Easier easier at www.live.thesecrethub.com. Thank you, Glenn. That is the voice from above. Thank you. Um, So what is that? I thought the app was corrupt. Anyway, next the butchers will... If you call a lesbian Butch, the Butchers. The <laughs> whole Australian well, trade will be up in arms going, well, you, you can't call them Butch. We can't say they're Butch anymore. Exactly. There'll be, there'll be dogs on the streets with picket signs going, this is not happening. But um, to, to digress and move on, um, tissues. This was something that <laughs> came up with, with, well, with, with the whole um, winter and the flu, and everyone's kind of like climatizing, and we're all getting the flu, and we're sneezing, and all that kind of stuff. Um, it really got me going, the fact that, you know, we allegedly landed on the moon, and we can do all these wonderful things with technology, and all that kind of thing. And you kind of think to yourself, when you look at the tissue, it's really a shitty invention. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, would, it would have to be one of the dumbest inventions I've ever experienced, because let's face it, you drape the tissue across your nose... And you blow, and you pray to Christ that the contents of your nose led in the trail path of the tissue. Now, gravity, which is something that we all can't argue with, basically allows the contents of your nose to go everywhere else but the tissue. So my question, well, why haven't they created something a little bit more impressive than a tissue to actually... Have you had a cold recently? Excuse me? had a cold recently. I did. Well, yes. to tell you the so, truth, I, I had a cold and I experienced and it firsthand. you were firsthand. sitting down. You, what yes. you're saying is, the only way you would know about this is if you've obviously just sprayed yourself with snot recently. That's And Yes, it is totally true. And that, like I was, you know, like you, you're in the, you know, when you suddenly feel a sneeze coming on yes. and you can delay it enough to reach for the tissues and do the whole sneeze into the tissue. Um, that happened to me, and the thing was is the contents of my nostrils didn't really make contact with the tissue. Now, you know, there were no instructions with the tissues, but I'm assuming that tissues have been used pretty much just as the hanky. Someone's mentioned, I think it was uh, Moobylicious said, better than wasting a snotty hanky with your whites, which is, <laughs> which is a very good point. Um, have you ever had that happen to you where you've actually sneezed or someone and someone's offered you a hanky? Uh, no, but I would say no. I, I'd have to just well, put the hands you know, up. Even, even if the person was to say, look, I haven't used it, you know that somewhere in the DNA of that hanky, there is past boogers. Did you just buy that out of the packet right then? And if they pause... Well, you would, you would ask. You would, yeah, they haven't. You know, this is my um, good luck hanky, and I've been using it for the last 12 years. You're not going to take a hanky. So anyone out there, if you ever see a girl sneeze, don't offer them a hanky. Run around to the nearest 7-Eleven, grab a packet of tissues, bring them back, and if she's still there, offer her one of those because it's a hygiene thing, and hygiene's very uh, important. How tall come... are you? What's that? How tall are you? Quite. I'm six foot five. Right, so quite tall. I would say so, yeah. And what, what sort of tissue did you use? Was it a regular tissue? Well, to tell you the truth, I think I used maybe two tissues. Right. See, if this is a... where you're going wrong. The, the tissue has actually outgrown you. What you need to do is go down to the supermarket and go to the large, go get the large man-sized tissues. These ones are basically a bath towel made out of right. tissue, and that's what you need. <laughs> the problem you had 
a six foot five man has a large nose and you're using a tissue design for a five foot woman with a petite nose and it's not really the tissue's fault you just don't know how to shop well i I think the trick to a tissue is that you need to put it over your nose and then press your top lip so that the tissue goes hard against your top lip so you actually create a pocket to catch the contents of your nostrils all i know all i know is that if there's anyone out there that's actually seen someone's just thrown up on the uh on the on the on the on the forum saying um or the chat link whatever you call it that uh you could he says i have a spare prophylactic so maybe you could throw a condom on the end of your nose (laughs) sneeze and that could possibly catch the uh contents of your nostril perhaps if if you wanted to see how the reaction of people just walk around blowing your nose into a condom you know just like at a bus stop or at a bar somewhere just just for a bit fun well it would be the piss out of red nose day <laughs> condom Seriously, nose it's day. A, a condom nose day. So I'm as we digress, and another another segment that we have, because obviously you're new to the territory, so I need to guide you around as a tour guide, is the shed. Now the shed, the shed is a place where we put tools. And yes. two weeks ago, the tool for the shed was Barack Obama. Now that may that may sound oh Mark you're being a bit harsh, but the point of the matter was is that Barack was distancing himself from the church. Now you may have read this in the paper where one of the local church priests um, went on a very loud diatribe of you know and you can see it on YouTube. I saw it on YouTube, and he was basically yeah he was telling the truth. Did you find that everything he said was the truth? No, anything to do with religion, I sort of... But no, 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 no. Well, he digressed, he digressed, he digressed from religion. Like, I've seen footage of, of commanders-in-chief, as in, like, severe, high-ranked military officials in Iraq pointing to a B-wing or some kind of stealth bomber exiting a bombing raid and saying that it was the devil leaving... Yes. The scene, like, can you, you know, saying that we actually successfully got the devil out of Iraq. Now, this was a guy who I, you know, as an American, if I was an American, put my faith in. And he was saying that a vehicle that could fly was the devil. And you can see this on YouTube as well. And the one thing that amazed me was that the priest that was in question that made Barack Obama distance himself from his church was basically talking about how the white man was pretty much responsible for a lot of the African man's problems. Well, and, 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 if you do, and if you do listen to what he's saying, and he's a white man talking, it wasn't a black man talking, it was a white man talking. And what he said was the truth. And, you know, for Barack Obama to distance himself from that um, can, <laughs> can lead to two options. One of them is that he... That he's with the uh, there's a documentary the Israeli lobby that you can see on freedocumentaries.com or sorry .org which I highly recommend. Um, certain people are saying that you know he's just purely a Zionistic puppet that's being brought into the fray, um, and you know the other option is that he wasn't thinking on the day that he made the comment. But realistically, Barack Obama, you know, as a politician, I would find that you know. Aligning yourself with people who tell the truth is not so such a bad thing, you know. Why why align yourself with bullshit artists? But then again, well, you I, kind of look at American politics and you think, in order to succeed, you have to be a pretty big bullshit artist. 
to actually win the votes. What I'm most frustrated by is if Osama bin Laden had shaved his beer off to move to the States and run for president, he could have changed his name a bit more different other than just Barack Obama. It's just too similar. Um, yeah, it has well, I could, I could see, I could see your point. I can see your point. But he, you... he <laughs> the thing that's really strange, if anyone's listening, and we know you are, everyone's going to grab Photoshop, they're going to grab Barack Obama's face, and they're going to add a beard add a turban and they're going to see exactly what the similarities are if any um the tool the tool the tool for this week because we're doing two weeks in a row really because of the technical problems last week the tool this week also falls into the barack obama camp and yes. that was a bbc journalist i have no idea what the guy's name was but do we you know kevin. we'll call him kevin. kevin 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 right. no gavin Gavin, all right, Gavin. Gavin, <laughs> Gavin, is the Gavin, Gavin from the BBC. Um, Gavin from the BBC. Question. Gavin from the BBC asked this question, which was a absolutely tool question, and I think I recorded this. Um, I can, I can, you know, depending on the technology, I can probably send this to Glenn at the Secret Hub to get him to actually produce this into the clip, but that'd be a pain in the ass. So I'll just say it. Um, I was listening to the BBC on Deutsche Welle Radio, which I think is a very good radio station to listen to because you hear some really cool shit. Um, but he made a point. He said, and this is the thing. I, again, I'm going to ask a question. Do you know the background or family history of Barack Obama? Do you know where his father was born? Uh, his father is white, and I think he was born on Earth. Okay. Wrong. <laughs> Okay. His mother, his mother is white. Oh, okay. His father is a Kenyan. He is from ah. Kenya, and I is don't know where this is. From? Yeah, I'm not sure whether this is 100. I really need to do my research, but I have a feeling. Let me just check with the adjudicator. Is Barack born in Kenya? Oh, the research department is doing its thing, but I'm pretty sure Barack was born in Kenya as well. Um, we're just waiting on the jury to deliberate on that one, but. Um, based on that, the question that was asked by this tool was he was in Africa, he was in Kenya, and to the locals he asked this question who were celebrating in the street. When, remember last week or the week before Barack won the Democratic um, trophy, he became the contender for president. He knocked yep. uh, Hillary Clinton out of the, out of the stand. Um, and in Kenya... There was celebrations in the street. Everyone, everyone was absolutely, um, you know, was 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 you know celebrating. They were all going off like a frog in a sock. And this wanker goes up to them and says this question: Why is everyone so excited about Barack Obama winning the Democratic candidacy or candidacy? And I'm thinking to myself, that would have to be the dumbest question to ask. Like if Barack was had it rhetorical? Been, well, if it was rhetorical, it was pretty pointless to actually ask a bunch of Kenyans why the, why the Democratic leader, possible president of the United States, who is part Kenyan, why it was such an exciting thing for the Kenyans. You know what I mean? Like... It's kind of like, it's kind of like if a um, if a, a presidential candidate actually had a father from Australia and a mother from America, and all of a sudden there was some wanker in the street of Australia or you know in Sydney or Melbourne or Cavill Avenue saying, "Why is everyone so excited?" Like it's 
fracking obvious or funking obvious that they're Kenyans and he is Kenyan. So, you well, know... Kenya and the US do share a border as well. Let's not forget that. They're really okay, close. Okay, hold on, uh, hold on. We've just... Uh, the, uh, the research department um, for the POF has come through. He was born in Hawaii on August 4th, 1961. His father, Barack Obama Sr., was born and raised in a small village in Kenya where he grew up herding goats with his own dad. So, there we go. So, he was born in Hawaii, but his dad's Kenyan. And this tosser from the BBC was asking the Kenyan population why they were so excited. And I thought to myself that that was the most redundant question ever to be asked by any journalist in any, you know, story that I've ever heard in my life. Apart from there was one other one. Um, <laughs> no, uh, this came from a couple of customers at the university. And as we know, you're also one of the deans at the university, the university being EB Games. Um, they came in and they told me about a episode of uh, Oprah where it was, I don't know, she was obviously trying to get ratings, but the story or the, the, the segment on the show was tragedies that had happened, you know, everyday tragedies. Okay, we've just got a picture up of Barack Obama dressed yeah, as a Soviet quick. Good work, maybe that's cool. That's, <laughs> it's the same. Yeah, that's, that, that does, that's, that's quite funny. Thank you, Glenn, that's quite priceless. Um... The, uh, the, thing that, the thing that got me was that the woman or the, the family that were actually on the show were in a horrific car accident at a wedding where they were in the limousine driving home and the mother had her five or six-year-old daughter on her lap with a seatbelt on. There was a head-on collision and the daughter lost her head. And the mother basically was on the side of the road cradling the, the girl's head in her lap, um, obviously in shock, stroking her hair. Now, you know, that's enough, you know, to actually bring the mother onto the show after experiencing something like that. But Oprah had to go one step further, and she, I think, said it three or four times to the audience. How would you feel being a mother holding your baby's severed head in your lap, stroking its hair? And she really labored it. You know what I mean? It wasn't one of those things where you mention it once to introduce the character or introduce the woman, but she Oprah mentioned it so many times. Oh, What's that? Oprah never labored a thing in her life. She never known that. No, she's not known for that. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. But um, it was it. one of those things. Okay. And that, that, that cast my mind back um, when I did my research on um, school shootings in America. Um, I went to America in 1998 to do the research, and I discovered what it was. And do you know what it is that actually triggers off the school shootings in America or the violence that we see in schools, reason why they need metal detectors? I don't, know whether you, I don't know whether you know this, but when you go to America, you know the sitcoms that we get at 7.30 onwards, like Seinfeld and The Nanny, which was at the time in 1998, that was what was playing? All of those shows are played from 7.30 in the morning through to about... 8.30, maybe even 6 o'clock. You know what I mean? There's like half-hour comedy sitcoms running through. Once the kids go to school, that's when they kick off the um, talk shows or the yep. Jerry Springers and the Ronaldos and all that kind of thing. Now, if a child is sick, for example, has a yes. sick day or decides to be truant, doesn't want to go to school, um, I was bombarded. Uh, there was a guy called Maury Povich. Have you heard of Maury? Oh, Maury, mate, he's a legend. He's he's a fan of the DNA test. That's that's his that's his claim to fame. Where Springer has people chucking chairs at each other, Maury has the surprise DNA test. It's fantastic. 
Well, Mori had a group of children on his show that will, what's the word, slightly not the same as normal people. And when I say that, they, that's, a, that that's a horrible thing to say, but that's how Mori described it. There was kids that had hair all over their face, little like that werewolf kind of quality. Um, and there was another little girl that was on the show who had no genitals. She was born without genitals. So she had a catheter bag and all this kind of thing. Now, the mother rocks up with this baby girl who's probably maybe five, six years old. She was very intelligent. Sat down with Maury Povich and Maury's doing his whole, you know, talk show thing. And he turns around to this little girl and he says, so how does it feel to be different? Now, the mother lost it like a grizzly bear to a human being who took shelter in his cave. She yes. went absolutely ballistic because she'd spent the last six years of this girl's life trying to convince her that she was normal, that she was like what everybody was else. How did you say? Or... Well, she was born without any kind of plumbing, external plumbing. Really? Well, that's... that's yeah, that's but, the, but the point of the matter is that she wanted to raise her child as a ordinary kid, you know, like just to live your life as a normal child. And in one she sentence, Mori Povich undermined every single bit of work the mother had done to make her child feel like a normal kid. The child lost it. The mother lost it. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know, if a kid was to decide to wag school or was sick and stuck around after the sitcoms, they'd be pretty disturbed because on the, yes. <laughs> the same day that I was watching that Mori Povich episode, the following episode was Jerry Springer and he had the um, grandmaster from the Ku Klux Klan with some of his generals. <laughs> this was no, this is not bullshit, man. This was totally serious. On one side of the stage, you had the grandmaster of the Ku Klux Klan mixed with some of his generals, all wearing their full costumes. And on the other hats. side of the stage, on the other side of the stage, he had the grandmaster of the Black Panthers with all of his generals. Now, I don't know about you, but that to me would be a little bit volatile. You know, do you think when they were actually planning the show, they went, there could be need for security? And the chairs were heaved. The chairs were thrown. The comments were thrown across the room. I think guns were pulled. Um, it was one of those really happy, you know, Brady Bunch family Disney moments. And I'm thinking to myself, any child stuck at home, not able to get to school or wagging school, would be scarred for life watching these TV shows, which made me realize that media was responsible for a lot of the problems the world is currently facing. I'm guessing that Maury Povich show looked a bit like a... Like a... Spy vs. Spy from Mad Magazine, except it was like Team Spy vs. Spy. I'm just, I'm just getting black pointy hats and white pointy hats, and them all going out with like contraptions. It would have been cool. Like we need more of that on television. That's scintillating stuff. No, it's um, it, it was just one of those things that really kind of like disturbed me. To um, when were you watching Mori Povich, or did you download it? No, no, no. I was actually in America watching it live on the TV screen, and I was quite disturbed with what I saw. But um, the next segment after we move from the shed is the grapevine. Now, the grapevine is where um, not necessarily truths. They don't have to be truthful because it's a grapevine, and we know rumors start in the grapevine. But this came through from one of our listeners. Not that that's physically possible because we haven't actually gone to air. But anyway, we can pretend. Um, mobile phone third-party SMS services. In fact, I think this came from The Voice Above. This one came from Glenn. And the thing that pissed him off about mobile phone third-party SMS services... Actually, Glenn, are you there? 
Yes. No? Yes. yes, Glenn? Yes. Can you tell us about your POF with the mobile phone third-party SMS services? Um, you'll have to remind me. What was it about? <laughs> with regards to um, <laughs> you were getting, with regards to the fact that you were getting messages. Oh, yeah, I, I, you get messages oh, every day, and it says if you want to, um, they just could come through SMS as a service message. And, like, and like if, you, if you try and access them and go, or write and go, stop, you know how they say SMS back stop and we'll stop sending your messages, but by replying back to it, it costs you money to send it stop. Yes. Was that the was the that pa- was that the yeah, that's you're the one. That's yeah, the one. Yes. It, it's crazy. It's bloody out of control. Did <laughs> you get some quality butcher videos on your phone because of it though? <laughs> no, I'll have a go at that island. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded all right, didn't it? <laughs> So and then the and the and then and then the other segment. So obviously mobile phone. If anyone out there listening has any problems with mobile phone um, uh, spam, I guess is the best way. I haven't I haven't actually a, suffered from it yet. What about that stuff? Those mobile phone things where you, you're supposed to be sit on like as the advert says, you sit on the park bench and you see a good looking chick walk past, so you SMS them who you think the name is of that person or some shit, and then they tell you what your compatibility is. Or who was your secret lover? Or who who do you what sportsman do you look like? You're supposed to MMS the picture of someone to this headquarters <laughs> and they tell you who you look like. Like have you haven't you seen those on the TV? I wonder they are awful. Like, Anyone I wonder who gets stuck five dollars like deserves it. They deserve it, mate. If you fall for that, your own problem. I oh, know. And they're like six bucks a throw. That's a t- <laughs> <laughs> That's crap. <laughs> oh, I love it. Cheaper than um, petrol. Well, well true. Since we're since, since we're in this frame of mind, the other segment is the shoulder. And as 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 time progresses with the show, we'll actually kind of like move into not having to mention the actual segments. But the shoulder is where you come to cry. So okay. if there's anything that's bothering you, um, send us an email. And the email address. What's the email address, Glenn? The poff at thesecrethub.com. That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> that's exactly right. The POF so at thesecrethub.com. Yeah, so that's T-H-E-P-O-F at thesecrethub.com. The shoulder this week talks about red tube. Now, as we mentioned in the first episode, um, for anyone suffering from, you know, uh, what's the word, uh, the sexual drought that might come with a long-term relationship, red tube is the answer. And that pretty much did prove its point because I did receive emails from people and I spoke to people as well. Um, and that's the other thing we'll be doing as the show progresses is we'll be doing um, outside broadcasts of things that are pissing people off. So I'll just interview randoms and see what's annoying them, seeing what's annoying them for the week. But um, Red Tube, the thing that um, annoyed the general public about Red Tube was the fact that, yeah, it's fantastic, but you've got all these ads for really hot women who supposedly live in your suburb when in actual fact it's just a spam trigger to open up pop-up porn pages. And the thing that... Porn peddlers, what will they come up with next? Well, exactly. And my advice is that, you know, apart from the distractions, because you actually do see some graphic stuff happening around the graphic video that you're watching... But um, ignore it. If you see a really hot chick that looks like a porn star who lives in your local neighbourhood, that's probably not the case. I don't think she really does live in your neighbourhood, apart from the fact that she's American or Russian. Um, 
so yeah so just for those of you who do experience red tube who are over 18 and remember when this goes on itunes it will be explicit i hope um but uh yeah red tube the only pop about red tube as i said the first episode there's nothing in there this to stop miners from accessing it and i'm not talking about the guys from mount isa i'm talking about the kids and that is one pop they really should fix that problem up so finally the actually not finally there's two more segments how are you doing abe by the way enjoying it did you have any anything to add well the thing with uh the the old red tube mates uh what's important to remember is that you know in the future people remember the internet as the pornography superhighway and that's all it ever was and ever will be um so, you know, it's just one of those things. We're lucky we have these things on it so that every now and again we have a distraction from that sort of thing. So, am, am I... Well, not me, personally. <laughs> I, uh, I visit news forums and uh, live score sheets for sports. Uh, yeah, move on. <laughs> yes, and actually, no, I do look at Red Tube. Um, <laughs> hypocrisy, democracy. Now, hypocrisy, mm. democracy. I actually have a MySpace page which is myspace.com forward slash hypocrisy democracy. I'm not going to spell it. You can learn how to spell. Um, uh, but this is this H- is the place. I- go, P- H, say it again. P-I-C-K-K-X. <laughs> right, well, you, you'll, be, you'll be searching for a long time using that spelling quotation from Abe. Um, this episode, I had problems. I had run-ins with Telstra this week. And um, and just so you know, I, what hypocrisy democracy is is it's a it's a um, it's a it's a it's a it's almost like a what's the word a charity fund to help the corporations who are struggling. As you may know from last week's episode, we were raising money for the National Australia Bank because they were having problems with their um, internal communication systems. And as we know, the National Australia Bank is suffering because it doesn't make enough money, it doesn't make enough profit. You know, it's it's a small, tiny little bank. And um, this week. We're looking at Telstra. Now, as we know, Telstra is a small, tiny, little telco company. You know, it's struggling against the big majors like Vodafone and Optus and all these other ones. And uh, the one thing I found about was their voice recognition system. I don't know whether anyone's actually utilized the um, Telstra um, directory service, but do yourselves a favor and give it a try because it is absolutely pathetic. Um, you can uh, <laughs> use a shit service. Use a shit service. It's it's and, and the and the reason what what made me realize is that we need to raise money for Telstra to improve their voice recognition system. Is I contacted Domino's Pizza, <laughs> and now this gets better. Domino's Pizza also have a voice recognition system that's absolutely fucking brilliant. It is the most accurate system I've ever used in my life. Like I was throwing, because you know how you tend to have a, have a joke with them, you'll say really stupid things. Whatever you do, don't ever say Al-Qaeda because that'll get the, the powers <laughs> that be onto you very quickly. You won't get a pizza delivered to your door, put it that way. Um, I, was, I was saying really hard, long words with lots of syllables and it was hitting every time. It was hitting a home run every time. And I thought to myself, Telstra are shit. You know, considering they're the... They're, they're the and again, I will say they're a struggling company. They don't make much money. Um, so I'm thinking we can do one of two things. We can either send Telstra, you know, throw them $5, throw them a dollar, send it to, you know, go to your local post office, 
ask ask the friendly assistant how you can make a donation to Telstra to get them, you know, get their voice recognition system up and running so it's smooth. Or better still, send them a pizza. Ring Domino's, order a pizza, and have it delivered to your local Telstra shop. Because it's one of those things that they just need. They need help, you know? And that's what hypocrisy democracy is all about. It's all about helping those small little companies that are struggling to try and make a dollar. Because the National Australia Bank and Telstra are clearly suffering. You know, they're not making enough money. So, you know, it's, um, a, it's, the, it's, it's a charity thing. Telstra. Yep. Soltry Hill. Well, I was just going to say the boss of Telstra. Yeah. Do you know how much he's on a year? No, tell me. What, 30000 40000 because oh, like he is, he got he a pay rise to yeah yeah fifty five g a year fifty five grand uh, I think it's actually um it's it's six million dollars a year and he'll get a golden handshake thirty or forty million when he leaves so so it's a six yeah. so, so raise that it's six million dollars a year and what's the golden yep. handshake when he leaves well it, you know depending on what sort of shape he leaves in but it, it'll be uh, you know three or four times at least what he's getting per annum anyway. So, so somewhere like 30 loaded. million bucks. <laughs> oh, just, <laughs> <And> yeah. those, <laughs> that was, he said funking, he said funking. Anyway, who gives a fuck? Um, moving right along, oh, I said say. Fuck, he did. And I said, who gives a funk? Um, this is the, the this is how we end the show. We end with your say. Last week's um, thing, and as we said, we haven't actually gone to air yet. So when we go to air, we'll get the response from last week's episode. But this week's episode, episode two, um, for 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 Abe, who wasn't with us for the first episode, the your say segment was if you could combine two of the X Men powers. So if you could pick any X Men characters from the X Men series and combine their two powers, what two characters would you combine to create your own power? That was last week's well, episode. Oh, what would right, you do? Yeah, I'll ask you, which do you compare? Well, is Glenn an X Men character? Because if you could combine the, the the super crack with the super booger, uh, I think that would be he would be my my kind of superhero, uh, and he's never go never go hungry. That's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my power. <laughs> right, well, this Self-sufficient. Week, to wrap it up, to wrap it up, if virtual reality was a reality, who would be your wife? Oh, really? Or if there's any women oh, listening, uh, who would be mate. your husband? Well, this, okay. is, this, uh, is to be, this is to be answered next week. You don't have to answer it right now. We've got one week, or in the case of Glenn and the iTunes system, probably a month. Um, to actually get your answer in. But if, if, if virtual reality was a reality, who would be your wife? Well, can I, can so, I have like a... I can go right Combination? Now and then with Maeve O'Mara from SBS, mate. Maeve O'Mara from SBS. I'm going to have yeah, to Google uh, that I don't one. know who she is. Yeah. Uh, uh, it goes like that. Okay. <laughs> no worries. So that wraps up the second episode of The POF. Again, if you have any queries, questions, comments, um, hang-ups, POFs, if you're a tool or if you know a tool, send it in. Or if you're have any, any, if you crying, if you've got any problems and you need a shoulder to cry on, send an email to thepoff at thesecrethub.com. And uh, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully the show will continue 
um, in this track because I enjoyed. How did you enjoy the show? Were you having fun, Abe? Thank you. Thank Are you very much for having me. I, I'm, uh, I'm stopped. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, loud and clear. So uh, Abe will be the I'm permanent fun. co-wanker for the show. <laughs> uh, Glenn, Glenn will be the, uh, the background co-wanker for the show, and they'll be the main wanker for the show. But uh, again, if and the other thing, as I said last week, we want to do uh, interviews with people who have ordinary lives. We want to make you sound like a star. So if there's anyone out there that has a, um, you know, ordinary life that would like to share it with us, we'll turn you into a really cool dude on the POF, make you get the recognition you deserve. It may not be 15 minutes of fame, but it'll be a good five, six, seven minutes which is, you know, en enough to get you going. So uh, it's good hey, night I've for me. A... Okay. Oh, yep. Just quickly, you know how everyone on the television has like a cool like, sort of sign out, like uh, Rove McManus says, say hi to your mum for me? Right, yeah, what's yours? Well, I don't know, I don't have one. I'm disappointed. Uh, well, uh, okay, maybe we should make, uh, that, make that a thing. Come up with a good sign-off. A good sign-off. That's what I'm going to come up with next week. All right, so, mine would probably be funky as all. Funky as all, love your guts. <laughs> and funky as all, funky as all, and thank you very much. And uh, I'll well, you say funky as all, and I'll say love your guts. All right, funky as all. Say, uh, and love you're gonna guts. say and love your guts. And we're off. Funky as all next week. Ciao, ciao.